Hey folks, I'm Pastor Eric Tritton from Gloria Day Lutheran Church in Hudson, Ohio, and this is A Weekly Word, and I'm glad you're here. Thanks for being with me. We're starting a new series on A Weekly Word. It, we're going to call it Things You Didn't Learn in Sunday School About. So we're going to revisit some of those familiar Sunday School lessons that, that maybe you remember from your childhood. And I think this is a good thing to do for a couple of different reasons. One of them is that as we grow and mature, we see these things differently. We interact with those stories differently, grab different important points. Um, you know, so there's just part of that maturation in the faith that is important when we deal with God's Word. But one of the other things that is really important as, as I've experienced God's Word is that these are stories about real people. It's stories about how God's salvation played out in the lives of these individuals. And it reminds me that the Christian faith is not some kind of a, a mystical quest. It's not just some vaguely spiritual mumbo-jumbo. It's really about real life and a faith that's lived out in a real world. So we're going to look back, and starting on June 7, we're going to look at Abram. And uh, you might remember him as Abraham. Uh, but we're going to look at some of those heroes of the Bible. Several will be from Genesis, and then we're going to jump into another part of the Old Testament. Uh, and then we're going to get a little bit of the New Testament by the time summer's over. But today uh, and next week, they're a little bit different as far as the overall series is concerned. Most times we're going to be looking at an individual. Uh, today we're going to look at an event. Uh, Pentecost. Next week, we're going to look at a doctrine, a teaching of the church, Trinity Sunday. And these match up with the Sundays of the church here. And these are things that uh, I remember learning about in Sunday school. And I think that they're worth digging into a little bit and seeing if there's maybe something that we don't remember or maybe we missed or maybe it just wasn't appropriate for us when we were kids. So uh, let's dive in. The count of Pentecost, as far as Christians are concerned, is recorded for us in Acts chapter 2. Now, Pentecost is actually a Jewish festival. Uh, it's described in the book of Numbers and in the book of Deuteronomy, and it is the, uh, the second pilgrimage festival of each year, meaning that every Jewish man was supposed to come to Jerusalem in order to celebrate this festival to celebrate Pentecost. Uh, it's called Pentecost because it is 50 days after Passover. You know, so you have that, um, you know, pent, the number five in there. Uh, and so uh, 50 days after the Passover, uh, when everybody was required to come and sacrifice the Passover lambs, they were supposed to come back. And it's a different festival this time. Uh, it is actually a festival of the first fruits of the spring, of the, the spring wheat, really. Um, so later on, it became an observance of the giving of the law to Moses on Mount Sinai. And both that idea of a, uh, a harvest and a giving of first fruits and the idea of the giving of the law connected to the life of God's people, uh, they both play a role in how we look at Pentecost as Christians. Because when we look at Pentecost, uh, we're not so much looking at the, the first fruits or at the giving of the law, 
we're actually looking at the giving of the Holy Spirit, the one who creates faith and delivers forgiveness and salvation to us, the forgiveness and salvation that Jesus won for us. Uh, and, and we're also looking at an event that takes place 50 days after that resurrection. And so we, we continue to use that name Pentecost. So the event itself, you can read about in Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. And it goes something like this, that uh, the disciples were gathered together in the upper room, and all of a sudden there was a sound of a rushing wind, and something that looked kind of like flames of fire appeared over the disciples' heads, and then they were given the ability to speak in other tongues or speak in other languages. And they went about proclaiming the gospel. So we have this, this strong wind. And that word wind, it's related to the word for spirit. Um, we also have this fire that appears. Um, and when we think about fire as modern people, uh, we often think about its destructive nature. But in terms of the, the, the scriptures, fire is often seen as something that purifies. Uh, and so we have maybe this, this purifying moment that's going on in the lives of the disciples. And then you have the speaking in tongues. And that actually takes us back to the book of Genesis and the Tower of Babel. And you might remember that account that uh, the people were building a great tower uh, to reach up to God. They were disobeying him. He wanted them to go fill the whole world. They were building a tower in order to stay together. And they had a lot of skill and a lot of ability. And God said, I'm going to scatter them. And he did that by confusing their languages. And now that he's brought salvation, he's going the opposite direction in order to bring people back together again under Jesus. And he gives the disciples the ability to communicate to people through other languages to tell them about Jesus' love and forgiveness. Now, this initial event is followed by a reaction of, of the people who are gathered there. And remember, there's a lot of people gathered in Jerusalem because just like Passover, this is one of those festivals that every Jewish man is supposed to attend. And so the, the city is full. And there are people from all over the world that are hearing these disciples uh, speak in their own languages, and they are amazed. And yet there's always a level of cynicism when we see things that are miraculous. And there's a certain part of the crowd that starts laughing and basically saying uh, that the disciples are drunk. And that's when Peter steps up. And he preaches an incredible sermon that you can read uh, all the way through the rest of Acts chapter 2. And he gets up there and he points to Jesus as the Savior and basically testifies to that crowd, some of which, many of which, were probably there 50 days before at uh, Passover, who were there when Jesus was crucified. He testifies to them that not only was he crucified, but he was raised from the dead. And at the end of that sermon, 3,000 people came to faith. 3,000 people were baptized and they repented and they confessed their sins and they received forgiveness through baptism. That's, that is just an incredible thing. Um, before this, there were about 120 followers of Jesus. And all of a sudden, there's over 3,000. 
I sometimes think about that in terms of just the logistics of running a church. Uh, here at Gloria Day, we get somewhere just a little bit south of, of 200 people on a Sunday. You know, imagine that's what you're used to, and all of a sudden you have 3,000 new people show up. Uh, we wouldn't have room for them. It's just it's a, such an amazing event. And in this way that all of these people come in like this, uh, through the working of the Spirit in their lives, and this testimony of the gospel to them, the Christian Pentecost has this similar theme of this is the first fruits of God's kingdom at work in this world. This is the first in-gathering of new believers through the testimony of the apostles about Jesus' resurrection. And so we have this harvest of believers and it's the first of many more who will come to believe through the preaching and teaching of the apostles. Because even today, we are listening to the, uh, the preaching and teaching of the apostles whenever we read the scriptures. So there's this first fruit feeling about what's going on here. However, this can also be connected to the, uh, the commemoration of the giving of the law at Sinai too. Uh, we're at a different mountain. We're on the top of, of Jerusalem now. But what happened at Mount Sinai with the giving of the law is that all people were trapped under the law in sin. And the law is a big part of what Peter applied to his hearers as he preached. He, he at one point tells them flat out that this Jesus whom you crucified, God has made him both Lord and Christ. And the hearers are cut to the heart. And that's what the law does. The law always accuses us. It always cuts us. And what we're really seeing in Pentecost is God's response to humanity breaking his law. Yeah, his response was you know, sending Jesus who died and rose in order to win salvation for us. But this is how he chooses to give it to us, to give us the benefits of Jesus' death and resurrection. It comes to us by faith. And the Holy Spirit was given on that day to testify through the apostles, and also to work in the, the hearts of the people who heard the apostles that day. And the Holy Spirit is the one calling, gathering, enlightening those who heard the word preached to them, giving them faith in order to bring them into the kingdom and in order to make them Christians. And friends, the Holy Spirit still does that work. It's not as dramatic today, usually. It's not the, the rushing wind and the tongues of fire over people's heads. And uh, sometimes there's some speaking in tongues, but it's often you know, through study that people have learned the language in order to be able to, to share it with others. And yet, through the speaking of God's word, whether that word is spoken over water or over bread and wine, as it is in the sacraments, or whether it's just you and me talking, the Holy Spirit's at work to strengthen faith, to call people to faith, and to deliver Jesus' forgiveness and salvation to us. So this Pentecost event is really, really all about how God delivers forgiveness and salvation to all who will believe in Jesus. So hopefully you learned something that you didn't remember from Sunday school about Pentecost today. 
And if this was helpful to you, I hope that you'll like this, that you'll share it with others, help them to find it. Uh, and in the meantime, uh, God's blessings. I hope you'll come back next week. Mm -hmm.